Hello, I am Joshua. And I'm Jamie. And we're going to do, gonna do Daredevil. Daredevil. practicing um, uh, social distancing at, uh, at Camp Murdoch. Um, <laughs> Joshua is, is way over there. I'm way over here. Um, we are doing a remote one. Uh, so, um, yeah, we've, uh, we've missed human contact. Yeah, it, it has definitely been a minute for sure. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, me, me and Jamie were both married, so... We do have somebody at the house with us. Jamie's got a couple of kids too, so you are. I'm sure you've been keeping pretty busy. Yeah, I, I don't feel like anything's happening, to be perfectly honest. It's just whenever I look at the news and see uh, the, the 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 bad handling and the deaths and stuff like that, that you think, oh yeah, this is very, this is horrible. But then take the news out of it, and it's like, oh, we're going for a walk around the neighborhood, and then I'm cooking dinner, and then I'm reading. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Um, yeah, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We do have a few things, don't we? Yeah. We're going to cover... A um, very fun annual, uh, Daredevil Annual 5. Yeah, it was, uh, when it was first released, it was accidentally, uh, called Annual 4, but it was already an Annual 4, which was a reprint. No, no, that was the Black uh, Panther one. One and two, I think, were reprints. Three was, um, something else. Four, no, maybe one, two, and three were reprints. Four was the Black Panther storyline. Then they released four, which was this one, and then they realized what they'd done. So people sometimes call it 4B, but it's later been called Annual 5 because they mm-hmm. skipped five. Um, and it's part of the Atl- Atlantis Attacks uh, crossover, summer crossover, mm-hmm. because um, Evolutionary Wars was such a hit last year that they did this, that they decided that they needed another annual crossover Um and they went, they went for it. They went 14 annuals crossing over. I think Dead Devils is like chapter four or something like that, maybe. Did you read all chapter of them, seven. Jamie? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Luckily, they give a little bit of a, they have a box at the very beginning that says the story so far where they, yeah, they read what's going on. Yeah. Um, but even if you didn't read the whole Atlantis attack storyline, I think you're fine on just reading this one by itself because... Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a it's just a it's it's a good daredevil um, story in its own, and it's got a lot of guest appearances. Doctor yeah. Strange is in there, Spider Man. There's a lot of uh, different characters, but um, it's uh, I, I think it can kind of stand up by its own, by itself. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of ties into later stuff with Daredevil. It has the whole um, Serpent Society, doesn't it, coming in, which which features mm-hmm. heavily during the Mark Wade uh, era. Um, it's a lovely cover. It's uh, who is it? It is uh, Ron Franz and Joe Sinnott doing a classic Marvel cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daredevil. Uh, yeah, lo- it down. looks like it was pulled right out of the '60s. It does. Yeah, Daredevil's crouching down. Spider-Man's swinging in, and then uh, Tyrannus is uh, in the background shouting and pointing, while serpent people in the background uh, start to attack. Um, the the one thing that was uh, slightly confusing is that we are this this takes place. 
uh, a little bit after the issues that we're going to be covering, the Daredevil uh, Volume 1, issues 267 through 270. We, uh, this takes place after 267, I think, um, because we have Daredevil on the road mm-hmm. uh, at the start. He's, uh, he, he decides to go a-traveling, uh, which is interesting because it was something that Frank Miller had talked about after his initial run back in the 190s. Uh, he was going to do a, a Matt Murdock as a traveling hero loner guy. And um, they kind of bumped it ahead. There was a little bit before uh, Born Again where he was out traveling around and we had that issue where he didn't feature at all except for in a um, a kind of biker costume almost and fought a few people in a bar. But then this is the the real thing where Anaceni takes him out in the kind of uh, Bruce Banner. uh, What was it? It was Bruce, wasn't it, in the TV show? I'm thinking more TV show than than comics where... Yeah, uh, it was, but but he wasn't Bruce Banner. He was somebody else. He was David else's Bruce name. Banner. Yeah, David Bruce, because no one in America was called Bruce at that point, so they they worried. So his name is David Banner, wasn't it Banner? It was David Bruce Banner. Oh, okay. That was the name on the gravestone because he faked his death and then went a traveling to fight crime and turn into Lou <laughs> Traveling man. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into that traveling in just a little bit, but before we cover the actual um, issues from the Daredevil self-titled series, we're mm-hmm. going to go over the annual here um, and also a little uh, eight page, a little fun. I actually one I really enjoyed a fun eight page story in yeah. Marvel comics presents, which introduces damage control for the first time. Um, uh, Dwayne McDuffie, yeah. excellent series. If you get a chance to read that one, I think it's on the Marvel unlimited app. You can read the whole thing. It's really good fun. Um, the Atlantis attacks annual. Um, I just want to quickly go over some of the creators. We're covering more, excuse me. <coughs> We're covering more as we get to each chapter, but, Mm-hmm. I'll go over the creators and then you can uh, fill us in on the story. You can <clears throat> choose okay. if you want to read the box in its entirety or just summarize. But um, the the annual came out. It had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six chapters. Um, uh, most of the writing was by uh, Gregory Wright, who I think was the overseeing the whole crossover thing. Um, the first chapter, which features Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, has Jerry Conway and uh, Mark Bagley as the artist. Um, second one has Gregory Wright and Jim Lee as the artist. Um, then we have the third chapter, which is Peter Sanderson, who is, um, oh, we'll go over it, like I said, we'll go over it, uh, and Mark Bagley again. Um, then we have another Gregory Wright and John Romita Jr., and then Gregory Wright, Will Porticio, and then uh, Peter Sanderson and Mark Bagley wrapping it up so it's quite an impressive lineup of uh, creators mm-hmm. um you want to tell us what really this is. what the atlantis attacks crossover was about joshua yeah um and i'm gonna sum this up because like i said i only read the daredevil uh, yeah. chapter of it the um, story so far yeah uh so the story so far here we go it says um as the attack by the um Atla- this is such a hard word to say atlanteans atlanteans mm-hmm. Uh, as as the attack by the Atlanteans and rebel uh, Lumerians, who are the Lumerians? Who are they? Um, they're the other group. They're the, the, the other Atlanteans. group. Yeah, the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> Lumerians against the surface world continues. The deviant high priest, I'm assuming, is Guar. Mm-hmm. That's how I sure. say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lumerian rebel leader Lyra. Uh, this the double air, double L. So I'm going to say uh, Lyra, mm-hmm. Yura. Mm-hmm maybe Yura, have freed Tyroness to begin the next step in their scheme as Dr. Tyrone, 
Tyrius um, re rescues the fanatical terrorist Viper from imprisonment in order to continue the plan to turn all of New York's drug addicts into serpent people. Yeah. After turning Spider-Man into his personal servant, Tyrannus decides to leave Gar and Yura and carry out the plan himself. Yeah. So he's kind of gone a little bit rebel and he's got his own little mischief in mind that he's going to do. Um, but it's, it's all about, uh, you know, raising, raising a God for power. Yeah. It's the God set who is the seven headed mm -hmm. serpent God. Um, it, it's, uh, the, the Atlantis isn't really, it's not really about Atlantis in the Marvel sense. Atlantis, of course, is with Submariner and you have all of those storylines going on. It's about a, uh, an attempt to bring back a seven headed serpent God, mm -hmm. um, and the various underwater empires in the Marvel universe. Um, the the Atlanteans themselves only really play a minor role, um, right. but um, the the first chapter is pretty much the main part, and then there's a like a backup thing, which was the the throughout the entire annuals, there was a storyline which was a, a linear storyline, so it had cliffhangers, and you had to get the next annual to read it. But the first one is the one that we're interested in, which is the um, Jerry Conway, Mark Bagley, and mm -hmm. uh, Sam De La Rosa. Um, Mark Bagley is an interesting character. He was a, I think he was working for Lockheed Martin or a, he was working for, he oh, was wow. drawing um, uh, plants. Um, he was like a a planner, drawer, what do you call them? Like not blueprints, but that kind of thing for Lockheed Martin. And uh, he'd always liked comics. He wanted to get into comics. He'd been in the, I think he was in the Air Force or the Army and he got injured. He had a serious injury um which made him take work in the private sector with lockheed um and he was he submitted the marvel um they put out a book at one stage where you had different sections that you could and i think it was john ramita jr um artwork where you could do finishing on pencils or you could draw your own layouts or you could do there was like the different stages it was like a, a talent search basically a talent contest and Mark Bagley actually won it. He was the guy who won the whole thing. Um, wow. Yeah. And he, he entered it. He wanted to enter it, but then he didn't want to buy the book. And then a friend had bought the book and said, well, why don't you just use mine? You can do it. And he entered and won. And then he kind of bounced around doing little uh, backup stories and annuals until he became Mark Bagley uh, superstar when he took over on Spider-Man, pretty much. And uh, he, he rose in... Uh, stature from there he became he I think he created or co-created uh, Carnage and um, was involved very heavily in the uh, what was it called the thing with uh, Brian Michael Bendis I, I was going to say New Universe but oh Ultimate Spider-Man thank you yeah, he was uh, he was yeah. the artist on Ultimate Spider-Man and he holds the Marvel record for consecutive issues with a creative team where him and uh, Brian Michael Bendis did 111 consecutive issues. I actually, I, I'd never read that ultimate. Like I read all the ultimate uh, fantastic four, which I was a big fan of. So I actually, uh -huh. uh, when I was on the, the last time I was on an airplane on Marvel unlimited, um, I was taking a break from reading Daredevil, so I downloaded a whole bunch of Ultimate Spider-Man, and I got through like the first seven on, on that airplane ride or, mm. or whatever. So it, it's fun. I'm actually going to, at some point, go back and, and continue reading it because it's fun. I, I like I like high school Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's uh, and yeah, I mean, 111 issues is is an amazing consecutive run. Yeah. <laughs> There's not many creators that have, have done that, and that's the that's the Marvel record. I wonder if like uh, it's probably what's his face um, Savage Dragon probably holds some kind of license uh, uh, 
Yeah, aren't they? Uh, isn't Savage Dragon like in the upper 200s? Upper 200s, yeah. And it's always been him, hasn't it? Except for the weird crossover yeah. thing that they did very early uh, image. Um, Eric Larson. I'm saying him like people know. Eric Larson, who maybe maybe Mark Bagley took over from in Spider-Man? Or was it at that stage, was it Todd McFarlane? Anyway, that's Mark Bagley. Know. We all know Jerry Conway. He hasn't been on a Daredevil comic since the 70s. I think it was 118, something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? That long ago? Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. We, we were very aware of him. Um, anyway, that's me showing off with, uh, I did some research. Yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> Good Thanks. job, Jamie. Thank you. I felt like I should put some effort in because... <laughs> <laughs> no, very, this is good, <laughs> and you know, and everybody's learning a little bit of something, so that's yeah, good. You yeah. know, thank you, thank you for that little lesson there. Yeah. So here we are. We're in uh, chapter one of this annual, which is called "A Friend in Need," and we open with a uh, a trench coated and hatted daredevil uh, wandering. Yeah. L- let's not go into too much about you know why he's on the road right now because mm-hmm. we'll yeah. cover that in, exactly. in the regular series. But but he is on the road, and um, we see a sign that says there's a chemical dependency treatment center three miles ahead in Monroe. Save Falls, our society. New York. Yeah. Monroe Falls, New York, which is up north somewhere, I imagine. Yeah. Um, and uh, dare to, or we should say, well, actually it's Matt. Yeah. It's Matt. It's Matt. Cause uh, he's in a, he's in a red turtleneck, which mm-hmm. I was confused, but a trench coat and a top hat. Mm-hmm. And he enters this, um, this little, I was a gas and sip or some type of a, uh, cafe, little cafe, yeah, a little store. convenience store. Thing. And, uh, yeah, he goes inside and we meet, Pretty much the main supporting character right away. And it's, uh, what's the guy's name? You're really good at names, Jamie. I can't uh, remember his, his name. His name is, why can't I remember? Oh. I can't remember, but um, he's, <laughs> he, he's he's kind of an older guy, probably. Uh, is he Wally? Is that Wally? Maybe. I, I, I can't remember, but. Or is it Leo? It's, I think it's, it's Wally, one of the two. He's looking for, I think he's looking for, uh, was he looking for Wally? Yeah, he is Wally. No, he's uh, uh, he's Leo Baxter, and he's looking yeah, for he, his exactly, friend. Yes. Um, uh, uh, bu- 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 what is his friend's name? Why didn't I make a note of this? This is very bad. Uh, he keeps talking about his power that's been brainwashed, basically, and uh, been taken away. His, fr- his friend, his name is Wally. It is Wally. We can just call him Wally. Yeah. And uh, and this guy's name is Leo. And yeah. Leo, um, he's mad because his friend, who he believes has been brainwashed, it was his old drinking buddy. Yeah. Like they 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 developed a friendship through kind of drinking at the bar and everything. You know, make, you know, you know, making fun of the wives that type of deal. Well, Wally was um, acting strange and kind of pushed um, Leo away. And Leo wants to know what's going on because mm-hmm. he's like, this doesn't make any sense. You know, we're pals, and he thinks it's this clinic that he checked himself into that has been brainwashing him, and so he's trying to get answers. Uh, and he he's going to take it upon himself to go uh, investigate this clinic. Yeah. And Matt Matt hears all this, and so Matt decides to follow him. And uh, once they get outside the uh, the the clinic, actually they don't follow him yet. But well, he's uh, he's saying that he's going to go up there and find out what's going on. No one yeah. No one will help him. And he says, you know, Leo's been my best pal for twenty years. <clears throat> We've been all drinking buddies. And he steps outside, and and not only does Matt hear everything that he's been saying, he also senses people are outside, a lot of heartbeats. And he says that they're strange, disordered, rapping and threatening. Um, and um, Leo finds himself surrounded 
He's surrounded he's by sur- yeah, he's surrounded by serpents. Serpent people. So the, yeah. Yeah, the serpent <clears throat> people. Mm-hmm. And they start to attack him. And thankfully, uh, Daredevil does a quick change, which is yeah. pretty nice because we haven't had too many of those. So he's yeah. now in his Daredevil underoos. And yeah, he's standing he ends on top up of saving something. Leo and uh, and beating down all of these serpents. Mm-hmm. While he's doing that, Leo runs to his uh, Jeep and grabs a shotgun that he's yes. been carrying around. And he's about to shoot one of the serpent people. And uh, Daredevil throws the billy club, knocks the gun aside so the shot goes wildly off target. And uh, the seven people jump into a van and drive off. And <clears throat> and Leo is not happy. I mean, Leo's even not though happy, Daredevil yeah. saved his life, he's like, did you see those guys? He goes, I know something's going on. He's like, they got my pal Buddy or they got my pal Wally. You know, he's the only friend I have. I need to go help him. And then he kind of he kind of tells Daredevil, like, you know, don't you even care? Like, do you not have any sympathy? You know, like I, you know, like I need Leo back. And then that's or sorry, I need Wally back. And that's where we get the little backstory. Yeah. Uh, where what it kind of turns out to being is, is that uh, there are Wally a couple of alcoholics for a girl and she and uh, he ends up uh being more interested in in the female than he is in his buddy Leo, and yeah. that kind of, and they get distant at that point. Wally and Leo are, are drunks from high yeah. school. They they are they're alcoholics, and um, Leo doesn't really understand what alcoholism is. He's kind of just brushing it off. It's like we're drinking buddies, but they have a serious drinking problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wally ends up marrying um, a uh, Clarice is, is his wife's name. Yeah. He marries her. Mm-hmm. They have a baby. But they're not happy. They're, he's still got a drinking problem. He's still It's still a horrendous relationship that they're in. We see him actually hitting her at one point and turning up drunk, collapsing. And um, um, then he, a doctor declares that he's an alcoholic and he, he gets seriously sick and goes to the hospital. And that's when he's recommended to the Save Our Society uh, clinic, which mm-hmm. is a front for the uh, Serpent Society who are using them to create these serpent people using the, the addicts. <clears throat> and uh, Leo explains all of this to Daredevil, and he says, you're going to help me? And he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to help you. He, he literally walks. I remember Daredevil's got a lot of stuff that's going on right yeah, now. Yeah, he's dealing with and, some stuff. Yeah, he doesn't want to waste time with, with this type of stuff. And Leo decides, well, I'm gonna, obviously I'm going to take things up on my, you know, in my own okay. hands. So he grabs a gun and ends up going after him. He gets in his Jeep, and, and Daredevil... I don't know if he decides to follow right he's away. He's just watching and he's thinking and then he hears, a, yeah. he, he senses someone and he says, uh, you, I thought you were dead. And we discover, um, it's kind of funny because I thought you were dead, Doctor Strange in an eye patch, Snake, Serpent Society, it's all very uh, um, um, Escape from New York and Snake Plissken. There's a lot of jokes layering on this one. But here he turns up his uh, Doctor Strange who apparently has been dead or apparently dead for a while and he's floating around and he says uh, I need your help uh, he says uh, I've uh, the, the death thing is a useful fiction until it's mm-hmm. no longer useful but I need your help you need to come and help me and, and uh, uh, Daredevil reluctantly agrees yeah and uh, so then we, we cut across to the actual institute mm-hmm. um, there's actually and- a bit, before we jump across I just want to say there's one thing where um, uh, Doctor Strange says to him are you going to come and help and he says I've got nothing to give and he says, well, you saved that guy. You, you, you did the hero thing right here. I watched you do it. And he says, it's just a reflex. It's something that just happens. It's not me thinking. I'm not thinking about this. And then he says, okay, well, um, I'm asking you as a friend. And that's that's when we jump across the, the, the thing. We have a helicopter coming in. And the helicopter lands. And coming off of the helicopter is 
It is um, Madame Viper yeah. with a couple of bodyguards, it looks like. And uh, she is met at the front entrance by um, Dr. Tyrone, which we learned earlier um, is is actually, uh, uh, ty- uh, how do you say his name? Tyrannus. Tyrannus. Tyrannus, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's actually Tyrannus. Um, so Dr. Tyrone kind of gives... Uh, uh, gives Viper, you know, like, come on, f- like, follow me. Let me show you what we're planning inside of this uh, giant uh, pyramid back behind me. Yeah, he's, and, it's, uh, it's on the front that he's given her a safe haven. She says that she yeah. had to leave New York, and uh, she's happy that they, they have a, a a safe house here. And she says, absolutely, come yeah. on. We men- they, they mentioned very quickly that uh, Moon Knight and Punisher together... Uh, Destroyed her sa- or yeah. her place. Yeah. Before, yeah. So, so she ends up following them... Into the big, large pyramid. There's a, a giant and pyramid that he's constructed, which is kind of impressive. It is pretty impressive. Yeah. And once they get inside, the lights, they end up going black, and he does a quick little change into yeah. his tyrannous outfit. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool is, like, you see all these people in the room, and um, they're dressed, you know, very Greek goddess-type, you mm-hmm. know, clothing. And then you've got Spider-Man behind uh, Tyrannus and he's chained up and bent over like a dog. Yeah, he's basically behaving like a like he's a brainwashed pet at the moment, um, mm-hmm. which uh, Tyrannus announces that he captured Spider-Man and turned him into his, his slave, pretty much. Um, yeah. and, he's uh, even petting Spider-Man. He is, he's stroking his head. Then <laughs> um, <clears throat> Tyrannus, uh, he's, he's group over power, the people that came in with Madame Viper, and he mentions that he's gone ahead and made his own plans for uh, contacting the the seven-headed serpent god set and they involve a huge um pentagram on the floor and a human sacrifice he says and uh, he looks at madam viper and basically says you're the human sacrifice meanwhile outside at that moment at that moment it says in the, the blurb at that moment um, what's his face? <laughs> old, old Leo Baxter is walking along with a shotgun when he is attacked by a serpent uh, person with, with a nice six shooter on their hip. But he, you know what? He's he's holding his own. Leo's yeah. able to take the serpent down without having to fire a gun. He's got a bit of Dutch courage in him. Yeah, an alcoholic Dutch courage. courage. In him. Um, yeah, he, he hits the serpent guy in the face, knocks him down, and says, uh, "Man, what I wouldn't give for a drink." So, um, meanwhile, Tyrannus is. Summoning what he thinks is the god set, he found he's, uh, he found a, a book of Kel, an ancient text, which uh, uh, when he acquired his pet, which was in the Spectacular Spider-Man Annual Number Nine, in a little blurb there. And uh, while he's summoning the god, ten minutes later, uh, someone runs in and says, "There's an intruder outside the gate." And yeah, they're uh, talking about Leo, so he ends yeah. up sending a Spider-Man. He's like, "Spider-Man, there's a monster lurking near the river and bark net." or embankment, he's like, you know, be a good dog and fetch me his head, you know, and, and Spider-Man who can't talk goes, yeah. makes it's a little nice growly noise and Mark then jumps Begley out of the room. And, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. He jumps out of the room. We can see that there is a, a huge dam that's built, which is a kind of random, but it's a, um, this, this encampment is within the drylands of, uh, of a, is uh, that, is it a dam? Oh, it, it is, is a dam. dam. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember what happens now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we see Spider-Man sees Leo, but he sees him as a, a strange creature, a monster. And he says monster and attacks. And just as he's about to jump on Leo, uh, Daredevil swings him and kicks him to one side. And uh, um, Leo says, I thought you quit. And he said, uh, I did. I'm not here for you. Run. Um, Leo runs off. 
and he spots the pyramid and then he's surrounded by a bunch of serpent people, including his friend Wally, who is a full-on yes. serpent person. I like how he's got a serpent mustache. Yeah, serpent mustaches are awesome. <laughs> um, so that way you can tell that it is indeed Wally. Yeah. So super or so Spider Man and Daredevil, so they're fighting. Yeah, and, and we um, we have the usual thing whenever they fight, which is that uh, Spider Man's slightly impaired by by something. In this case, it's because he's brainwashed. So Daredevil mentions, you know, I'm lucky he's not a full strength. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Tar I, out I, of I, me. I love how when they fight, there's always that little component about how Spider-Man, the, the, you know, they have to make it clear to the reader that Spider-Man, you know, on one-on-one combat yeah. should be able to be Daredevil every time. So in order for Daredevil to hold his own, Spider-Man has to have some type of a little bit of a handicap yeah. in order for Daredevil to uh, mm-hmm. to win. And that's what it is right now, the brainwash. He's not yeah. going at full power, 100%. Yeah, and, and Daredevil mentions, you know, this is great and everything that he's holding his own, but he's got to be careful. He's still strong. Spider-Man shows this by punching and smashing a wall beside him. And he says, but anyway, I'm getting distracted. I'm here for something else and runs off. And then we cut back inside to the uh, inside of the pyramid where uh, the the serpent god is being summoned um daredevil makes it to um a uh, a uh, a shed that contains machinery which is controlling the dam mm-hmm. <clears throat> and him and, and spider-man catches up to him and they get into a fight and they manage during their fight to open the dam so water starts pouring out and and daredevil says well that's the distraction that i was here to create my work's done i've just got to survive now um leo and wally and the other serpent people hear the water coming well leo does and uh and one of the other serpent people but um the others are like i don't hear anything and as the water's rushing in they're surrounded by an orb um that kind of wraps up like uh like a cloak almost from the floor mm-hmm. surrounds them and um Leo we find out it's uh, it's Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. He finally decides to show up. Yeah, and he and, plucks uh, he plucks Leo out of the orb and says it's a protective thing. Yeah. They're, they're bound by um, the bands of Katarak, Kaitorak, or however you. I can. I'm never going to try and pronounce it. Yeah, I know there's so many. Shogogoth. Like, I have no idea how to pronounce it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then this is kind of a weird little round a bit. So Doctor Strange says anyway. Um, it's all a delusion. You're crazy. I'm going to go in and fix something. See you later. I think that he's saying that because he doesn't like Leo is just an innocent bystander. Yeah. To, uh, to and Leo Dr. says, am I, am I going crazy? And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. That, that, yeah, works. I think, I think Dr. Strange is just like, you know what? <laughs> like, I don't have time to explain to this guy. So yeah, you are yeah. going kind of nuts. You didn't see what you thought you saw. Yeah. So while um, he floats off to, 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 to save the day, um, Spider-Man basically is trying to drown Daredevil, and Daredevil's just like, "This is all right. I don't mind, actually. To be perfectly honest, I'm quite drown away, buddy. I'm fine." Yeah, I know. Yeah, he he's 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 a little mopey right now because yeah. everything's going on in his personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we are at the the serpent that has been, um, mm-hmm. I guess, risen by Tyrannus, and uh, he's we're getting to the point to where the serpent is ready to do the sacrifice or, or to eat a viper for the sacrifice. Yeah. And that's when Dr. Strange jumps in, sh- uses his little sparkly fingers to yeah. shoot the serpent face down. And we find out that it's not actually the God set. It's actually uh, one of Dormammu's, um, I don't know, like it's one of his dreaded creatures. He says. Yeah. One of his dreaded creatures. And what's, what's funny about this is, um, Tyrannus doesn't even care. Tyrannus is sort of like, I don't care who, if it's, if it's said, or if it's a real God, it doesn't no. matter. It's super powerful. And I want the power. Yeah. You can tell he's very, very power hungry. Yeah. He says, as long as this is in the pentagram, I have full control over it. And, and Dr. Strange mm-hmm. says, you have no idea. This is a trap. 
Dormammu is more powerful and more tricky than you can imagine, and you're setting yourself up for a failing. Um, we cut back quickly to Daredevil realizing he doesn't want to die, and he punches. He hits. Uh, I really like that panel, Jamie, of, yeah. of Daredevil punching Spider-Man yeah. in the face. I think that's a, that is a very powerful panel. Yeah, he, he, so he takes uh, Spider-Man out, and then we cut back, and uh, Madam uh, Viper realizes that she has an opening, and basically it's like, I'm not some damsel in distress, uh, hits uh, Tyrannus in the gut and flips him into the pentagram. Um, and he says, I'm trapped now in the pentagram. I don't have any power. And the serpent devours him. The serpent yeah. creature devours and him. And Dr. Strange, it's kind of not clear, you know, if Dr. Strange could have saved him, maybe. He's I like, oh, know. no, he got him. Oh, well, <laughs> yes. I'm going to send him back now. And he clo- he closes <laughs> the, the portal that he was coming through um, and the pyramid collapses. Um, then Daredevil and Spider-Man, they end up, you know, walking back, you know, yeah. uh, you know we, we assume, you know, the day has been saved by Dr. Strange mm-hmm. and it's not exactly clear how, how, um, Spider-Man ends up, you know, being released. You can think, well, maybe it's when Tyron has died. Yeah. When he died, it, it ended up, um, you know, releasing uh, Spider-Man from under his control, but we don't actually see it within the pages. So myself, Jamie, what, I'm, what I believe it is. I think it's when 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 uh, Daredevil punched yeah. Spider-Man in the face. He, he hit punched him so him stinking hard <laughs> that uh, it ended up uh, knocking his, the senses back into him. That's yeah. what I'm going to go with. Gave him a, a, a knuckle sandwich <laughs> to spider sense him awake. Um, so uh, Doc Strange waves his hands, does some finger stuff. Everyone turns back into a human. And uh, then he starts to vanish and says, oh, by the way, Daredevil, you're the only one who will remember. You have a lot of things going on. I don't want to mess with your brain but everyone else is going to forget that this even happened. So as far as anyone's concerned, I'm still dead. Um, and then Wally and Leo have their, their they meet up and uh, Leo is like, hey, buddy, we can go out <laughs> drinking again. <laughs> and and uh, Wally's like, you know what? No, I'm good. Like, I don't want to have anything to do with you. You're just a yeah. drunk. And this just shows how, how mentally unstable um, Leo's been the whole time. As soon as Wally, the guy he's been trying so hard to save, his drunk buddy, as soon as Wally's like, eh, I don't want to have anything to do with you, Leo. Leo literally grabs a shotgun and is going to shoot him and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Daredevil saves him, and uh, and he says something. He says, that when a man loses his delusions, when he sees a truth he doesn't want to see, he either accepts the truth or he's, he sees or he breaks. And uh, then the Spider-Man and Daredevil stare in different <laughs> directions wistfully. <laughs> and it ends. <laughs> It ends. So the next uh, the next story that we're going to go over with in mm-hmm. the annual uh, is Stanley presents the Wild Boys in yeah. the role reversal. It's it's only a few pages long, um, as as Jamie mentioned. Uh, Gregory Wright is the writer and the yeah. colorist, and Jim Lee is the penciler. Yeah, Gregory Wright. We'll go into him much later on. He writes a, a chunk of Daredevil much later on. But um, Jim Lee is doing an impressive uh, John Romita Jr. impression in these few pages. Um, the the Wild Boys especially look very John Romita Jr. through Jim Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, a lot of lot, lot of cr- uh, lot of uh, cross hatching. Lots of cross hatching. Lots of tongue. 
from mm-hmm. uh, the other guy. I can never remember their name. Spit. Spit and Jet. That's their name. Spit and Jet, yeah. yeah. So they so basically... Everyone remembers the Wild Boys. Yeah, they were boys. great. The, the, yeah, they were the two guys that, that actually got the first punches yeah. on Daredevil. They were the ones who were almost about to kill him. So. Yeah, until Typhoid stepped in and was like, no, no, I'm the one that gets to kill him. But, yeah. but they're just these greasy goons. And the reason it's called role reversal is, it's just going over it really quickly, is they're you know trying to figure out what their next hit's going to be. And they see this vehicle that is about to storm off and they, they think it's going to be loaded that it's going to be filled with, um, I can't remember if it was drugs or, drugs or weapons. Yeah, they think it's a bit of everything. Actually, yeah. they're, 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 they're watching and they say, oh, there's a lot of stuff in there. I think, uh, what's his name, the, the smart one, Jet? Um, yeah, he says, uh, there's cake, my man, with frost in one dude, uh, cash, uh, major blow inside. So just a little bit of everything is in yeah. there. So they get excited and they're like, you know what, let's go ahead and take it down. So yeah. they jump into, they jump their, into their, their hot ride. Yeah, they're convertible. We have a little cameo with, um, uh, what, what's uh, the fat boy's kid's name? Uh, what's his um, name? It's, a, it's not Spike. <laughs> the main... Um, Spike? No, I I'd say Spike, but it's not Spike. It's what's it's been so long since we talked about it. I yeah. can't remember, but he, he's uh, one of the fat boys recognizes the Wild Boys, and he's like, "Man, I can't believe that I was ever thought these guys look cool." You know, I got to yeah. go find Daredevil and warn him. So anyway, so the Wild Boys they they reach the vehicle. They do some really f- some crazy things to get this vehicle to kind of pull over to the side so they can take it over. Uh, you know, you got Jet uh, swinging. What is it? A um, a ball and chain type of thing, just some chain to crack open the window. Yeah. He gets on top of the vehicle. You know, we get some gunshots, and eventually, uh, the other um, wild boy throws a smoke grenade inside of the cabin. Yeah, and and smokes him out, and and the vehicle ends up, you know, crashing. Uh, he pulls a gun out. The driver of the vehicle pulls a gun out. They throw some knives. They get yeah. the, it's, it's, just, it's a crazy little thing. And then yeah. the police show up. And when the police show up, they actually shake the hands of the wild boys. And they're like, hey, thank thanks, you, guys. citizens. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, citizens, for knifing this man for us. Yeah. You, you did the work for us. us. Yeah. yeah. We were going to kill you, him. <laughs> yeah. You caught the guys. So thank you so much. So they're like, oh, what's going on? Then they end up choking each other because they're mad that they're, they ended up helping the cops and getting nothing out of the deal. Yeah. And while this is all going on, Daredevil is just hanging up at the top of a building, just on the top of a roof, just watching below. And he's yeah. like, huh, that's kind of cool. You know, I wouldn't believe it if I hadn't seen it with my own two eyes. Yeah. Which obviously he didn't see it. But so that's why it's called Roll Reversal. It's a fun yeah. little Wild Boy story. The Wild Boys, it's is eight ball, Dala, and then I can't remember the name Dwight, of the kid. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> and he's he's had so many speaking parts. Fat boy, I mean he's Fat Boy, Eight Ball, Dala, Ralph, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, we have this weird little two page thing which is kind of it's kind of fun. Um it's basically it instead of go, Hey fun. kids, let me tell you yeah. about how my senses work. And he goes through an entire he sort of talks about how he has this incredible sense and how everything's high end. Did says, you, you know, did you notice how like throughout this whole thing he's talking about how he's better than all these people? He basically says I he says <laughs> I'm my senses are better than this person, this person, this person, this person, this person. The only two people that they might not be better than are um uh, Hem how do you say it? Is it Hemdale? Heimdale. Heimdale, um the watcher and Heimdale. And he says I don't think they're real. So I'm still the best. <laughs> yeah, I I've, well, I've never seen ex- I've never seen evidence of them being able to see anything. 
He does say that Wolverine's senses might be better than his, his sense of smell. Yeah, but he says, I, but that's only because I don't use my sense of smell as much. <laughs> he says, <laughs> Wolverine's sense of smell is great, as is um, Puma and Sabretooth, but I don't rely on my sense of smell, so I'm probably better than them. So, yeah, he does that. And then we go to um, Gregory Wright writing again. This is The Rescue, which is the... the uh, partner story to uh, role reversal and we have um, the fat boys in the rescue is John Romita Jr. drawing them mm-hmm. Klaus Janssen inking um, so it's a nice looser style than what Al Williamson has been doing but it's uh, Al Williamson's awesome on the main series but it's fun to see uh, J- uh, uh, Klaus Janssen with John Romita Jr. Yeah. Um, and we have uh, okay does it say any of their names the fat boys well A-ball that you talked about A-ball, and Darla which Darla, we know but I can't remember the name of the Ralph. main kid yeah this is terrible um, it's got to be somewhere in here here we go ready are you ready for this yeah what is it okay it is we have A-ball Butch Ralph and Butch. Darla there you go Butch, Butch. yeah we didn't oh, we didn't think of that one at all who would have thought yeah. butch um so anyway we see the kids there they're basically skateboarding over a um a car they are they've built a ramp they're jumping over a car but darla's saying i don't want to do it and they're saying oh you're a chicken you're you're just a girl blah 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 and um, while they jump over the car darla's waiting on the other side she's grabbed by two complete skis ball men oh, sleaziest looking yeah, guys around like, she's pretty shit we'll get a pile of cash for this one they drag them off and as the kids are watching one of them pulls out a gun and shoots a, a, a shot over their heads and says you know beat it um and they lock her in a room they lock darla in a room and the the three Butch Abel and Fatboy basically say, um, or Ralph, sorry, Butch Abel mm-hmm. and Ralph say, um, we've got a rescuer. What do we do? Um, and they say, we've got to get Daredevil fast for sure. Okay, we'll split up. You find Daredevil and um, I'll, I'll go look at the clinic. You go through the streets and you go check out this thing. They're wandering off. Abel passes by and the Wild Boys drive past. So we see that moment that connects the connected tissue of the two stories. And then mm-hmm. the three kids say, we can't find him anywhere let's go and rescue ourselves. So they go to where uh, Dala's being held by the two most disgusting people <laughs> in the comic. <laughs> and um, they throw a trash can through the window. They jump in, they hit them with their skateboards and Abel's about to grab a dropped gun when one of the, the, the guy, one of the guys grabs it and points it at the kids and says, I'm going to ice you. And that's when the billy cup flies in. Daredevil jumps through the window, kicks the two guys in the face and they say... Um, we were cool. We were a great team. And Daredevil says, "Don't be stupid. You could have got." He goes, killed. "That was stupid. Period. Non-negotiable. Yeah. Where do you keep your brains?" It's kind of a pretty rough for Daredevil to act that way because obviously the kids were trying to save their friend, which they should have went to the police. Which yeah. Daredevil, you know, tells them they should have done it. But I'm really surprised Daredevil went, resulted in name calling. Yeah, he's a meanie to these kids. He's always yeah, been a bit kind of harsh. is yeah. But I think he kind of sees it as like tough love for them. But yeah, he basically says you should have gone to the police. Darla could have been killed. You could have been killed. That was the worst thing you could have done. You got to think about these things. Start to use your, use your heads. And then uh, that's how that ends. And then we have a another Gregory Wright and uh, Will Potashio, um, and it's a Ben Urich story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and th- this one is it's interesting because uh, you've got Ben Urich who is doing his detective work, and he's trying to get the beat on this story that he's mm-hmm. trying to write, and he he goes too far, and 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 we find out that there is a. Um, there's this uh, this drug lord. Is it uh, Nick Lambert? Mm-hmm. 
I think it's Nick Lambert. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're trying to, uh, he's trying to get this information from one of Lambert's, um, drug handlers, uh, so they can bury Lambert. They want to, um, you know, take him down. Yeah. And, and he's kind of going about getting this information a little aggressively and putting himself in danger. Yeah. has a guy on the inside and he's kind of, he's being very hard on this guy to get the information because he kind of sees it as a, he sees it as a pressure point where he can say to him, you, you, you have, uh, you, you owe this. You, you've made a lot of bad choices. You got to step up and we've got to take this guy down. I need all the information quickly and I need it from you. So keep working. Um, the uh, the guy uh, the the bad guy who and what's his face uh, Lambert um, mm-hmm. Wolf's Potassio loves a ponytail on a man and uh, <laughs> he really comes he, he goes full force he draws on a this ponytail one. he's got he's got yeah you're right like he's got some really vicious ponytails yeah he's got ponytails and every single almost every man in this one panel where they're talking about going after uh, Ben Ulrich uh, every, almost every single man has a ponytail in it. Um, and some some wild mustaches. Um, ben Ulrich's very happy because he's got a great story going, and it's it's kind of connected to the the serpent story at the beginning, where it is about drugs and the drug use, and it's about the the addicts. And we find out this character who is feeding him the information. The reason he's feeding it to him is because he got some drugs for his sister, who was an addict, and she has gone into a. Um, uh, I guess she's in like a, she's in critical condition because she's overdosed and she dies um, right in front right in front of him yeah. while he's there watching. Yeah, um, at the hospital. Ben goes to visit Matt and sort of says, "This is what I'm doing." Um, and I like and I really like how Matt is straightforward with, with Ben and says, yeah. "Look, dude, you need to be careful. I think that you're crossing boundaries that you shouldn't be doing, and you know." you just you you need to be careful and ben actually gets a little bit ticked off at matt and says something along the lines of dude i never thought that i would get the you know you know i'd never thought that you would tell me something so cowardice yeah he uh, says you're I encouraging thought, it and i thought cowardice would be the, the what does he say i never see i never thought i'd see the day you'd encourage cowardice yeah. and he kind of he, storms st- off. he storms off yeah. and uh yeah and this guy, um, the, uh, the, the Nick Lambert, has basically got Bushwhacker involved. So he brings yeah. Bushwhacker in to whack the guy feeding the information because he says this guy's the information is coming from the inside, and take out Ben Ulrich or scare him at the very least. Um, so he's hired Bushwhacker. Bushwhacker comes in and he kills uh, the the guy on the inside straight away. Um, yeah, his name is Patrick. Patrick. Patrick is the guy on the inside. Patrick and, and saves Ben by throwing himself in the way of, of Bushwhacker's gun hand. Yeah. Um, and they dropped a There's floor. A great, this is a great panel, though, Jamie. I just want to say, so after Bushwhacker comes in yeah. and, 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 and shoots at him and uh, Patrick ends up you know, going in front of Ben to save Ben's life, yeah. we have shots of them on the ground. This is a crazy panel. Yeah. It's a very low angle. And you see two faces and you can see that Patrick's dead. And yeah. you've got Ben Urich, who is just scared out of his mind with his eyes looking he's up. He's trying at, to hold his breath, yeah. Yeah, and he's looking at Patrick, and he goes like, like, oh, my gosh, I can't breathe. you got to stay cool. This guy's dead. He sacrificed yeah. himself. And obviously, Bushwhacker ends up sensing that he's alive. Yeah. And, um, but uh, but right, before he does, he, he sees some of the evidence that was being handed over, which is about yeah. the drug deal. And he says, you know, um, he's a drug lord. He was selling dope to my kids in the old parish. Um, and talks but Bushwhacker talks basically says you know this guy's bad um I know this is a job I know I'm here to do this job but I don't like this guy mm-hmm. and then um he notices that Ben Oric's breathing like you said 
grabs him, points the gun at him and says, um, you're doing a story on this guy? Okay, you go and tell the story. Take this guy down because this guy's a bad guy, which is a nice little, another role reversal. Yeah, and so he writes the story and we have a little ending here and we, we, um, Ben Yurick is talking about like, um, you know, J. Jonah Jameson has never been happier. Mm-hmm. He loves this story. You know, we were able to get Lambert. Um, Lambert gets arrested. Then Lambert gets, gets, gets convicted. But then, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying he gets arrested and cleared. We, yeah, we have, cleared we have like three... the next the next day, yeah. and uh, then he then he gets killed right after he's cleared. And while this is going on, is this great uh, the panels kind of mirror each or they're right next to each other, and we see what how Ben Yurik's like throughout this entire thing, he, he just keeps getting worse and worse. He turns to more smoking because he's got two cigarettes in his mouth. Yeah. And he yeah. goes to drinking. He's got a whole bunch of shot glasses. And basically he says, you know, like Matt was right. You know, the, you know, the judicial system's kind of jacked up right now. And, you know, like I, I did go too far and somebody died and you know, was it all worth it when in the end he ends up getting killed and we're not actually, you know, justice is not prevailing in the way it should yeah exactly um and then that's the end of daredevil's uh yeah we don't need to go over that little no the last thing the only thing that's interesting is it says that the whole thing the whole saga of the serpent crown is inspired by a story by roy thomas and gene cohen so i wonder if that's uh something worth looking into but we have like a blah 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 serpents blah 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 lots of snake people um (laughs) if you want to read it go ahead um that's the annual that's annual 4b or five, mm-hmm. depending on how you want to call it, what you would like to refer to it, it as. You know, it's labeled as five on Marvel Unlimited, and that's where I read it. So yeah. I'm just going to say it's Revisionist five. history, buddy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> then we bounce over to Marvel Comics Presents number 19. Um, mm-hmm. from 19, we're in 1989 now, which is kind of incredible. It's an incredible uh, Rob Liefeld cover. I mean, uh, you have Banshee with four heads of shoulder width and just the <laughs> wildest hair. I don't think you got the cover, did you? Let me show it to you. No, you did not give me the cover. No, but look at that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's not too bad. It's it's very, it's Rob Liefeld doing Rob Liefeld. Um, and the story, um, if you if you get a chance to find it, there's some really nice Mark Badger a Mark Badger Doctor Strange story. Now I love Mark yeah. Badger's artwork. But anyway, I am being I distracted. really liked this little story, th- yeah. this story, Jamie. It's I thought it Overture. was really entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was r- really fun. Yeah. Dwayne McDuffie is an excellent writer. Excellent, mm-hmm. excellent writer. Ernie Colon is drawing. Al Williamson is inking. Um, and then you have uh, Rick Parker and Gregory Wright, who, uh, of course, was the writer. He was a colorist as well, but he was the writer on the annual stuff that we were covering. The Overture storyline, basically, we're in Josie's bar, and it's two little storylines going along. We have one character um, who is, is his name? Jo- oh, John Porter. John Porter. <clears throat> and he's there trying to sell a kind of insurance plan to Josie. Uh, it's, it's something similar to what a company called Damage Control is offering, which is Damage Control are brokers for, um, well, he says he's a broker, but it's basically for stuff in the Marvel Universe that gets damaged. They yeah. handle the repairs. He, he's the same the- as Damage Control, except for he's solo he's <clears throat> yeah. not part of he's not part of the bigger uh the bigger group he, he likes working by himself and just selling private insurance yeah and he talks about how a lot of what he does is preventative rather than uh, curative so he's talking mm-hmm. about preparing like you know putting plate glass windows in uh, bolting the bar stools down maybe putting heavier furniture in so these guys can't just come in and start throwing it around 
uh, maybe getting a better uh, clientele. And she's saying, he's saying this all this to Josie. And Josie, uh, meanwhile, outside Daredevil and um, Turk. Turk! Are having a nice fight where Turk is attacking Daredevil and basically he gets flipped through the window, smashes through the window. What's really cool about this, though, it, uh, <laughs> what I thought, Jamie, was the fact that Josie was a little bit like, you know what, I, and I've heard your offer, it, it's fine, but I, you know, things have kind of things have been going down. well. Yeah, I, I feel like you know my window repair has, you know, that's a time of the past. You know, yeah. we've moved on from that. You know, things are getting better, and then at that moment is when. Uh, Turk gets thrown, or I guess, yeah, I don't know if he gets thrown or just he, Daredevil he, ducks. So. Yeah, he goes to hit Daredevil. Daredevil kind of moves out of the way, and it looks like he's done such a weird attack on Daredevil that he's kind of flipped himself over, but Daredevil may have helped judo him towards the window. Um, and yeah, the the fight, it's a, it's a typical fight with him and Turk where he's basically saying, give me the name of the person I'm looking for. And Turk is like hitting him with everything he can find. And Daredevil's avoiding it, but it means that like a bar stool gets smashed, the window gets smashed, the wall gets damaged. Uh, stuff is just being broken. Everyone exits. And, and while this is all going on, you, you, you've got... The the the, uh, the the pitch yeah. for, for for buying the insurance and Josie's starting to kind of listen to it a little bit more. Well, maybe you're right because maybe the better times aren't here yet. Yeah, um, and Turk pulls out his ace card, which is a grenade, and mm-hmm. he says, uh, "I ain't giving you anything. Eat glass, Hornhead. I ain't giving you any names." But this is this is kind of crazy to me, Jamie. So he takes the grenade. You know, he's bleeding from the mouth uh-huh. from the fight. You know, takes out the pin and tosses it. Yeah. And, Dare, and Daredevil literally, like like a baseball club, uses his billy club and hits the grenade right into um, Turk's hands. Yeah. And then jumps out of the way. This is interesting to me because I kind of feel like Daredevil maybe would not do that because that's kind of almost a death sentence to Turk. Well, he can he can probably hear the timer on the grenade. He can probably hear how long he's got, and he knows that Turk is going to get rid of it. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, so he basically, he they all exit the bar and, um, you know, John Porter's finishing his his pitch, which is basically about refinancing a mortgage, improving cash flow, and they all jump out of the bar and the, the grenade goes off and destroys a, lo- a huge chunk of the bar. It's just destroyed. Yeah, it, just, it levels the bar. It's yeah. gone. And then Turk, of course, spills the beans. He says, okay, I'll tell you what you want to know. And Josie's deeply upset. Um, and says, you know, that bar yes. was my life. This was everything. While this is going on, someone from Damage Control comes in, and uh, and basically calls in the Damage Control team, who rebuild the bar in seconds. I mean, it's just like they're there. They tidy up everything. They build the bar, and and uh, John Porter basically says, "Wow, I'm actually really impressed with what's going on." Um, and she says, "Yeah, we've been following you. Um, um, I'm." I'm a member of the board. I want you to come and work for damage control. We don't want to be working against you. We want to work together. We think you're really good at what you do. And then she says, look, here, before you make any decisions, here is we're, we're offering you a position as an account executive. Um, I just want you to look at the numbers on this piece of paper. And he says, I'm not really interested in money. I, I Oh, my, are you kidding me? <laughs> and looks at it. <laughs> and she says, the first figure is your base salary. The second is your percentage of our profit sharing plan. And you get full medical and dental and nine weeks paid vacation. I think a lot of America right now would like something like that based on what's going on. Um, and uh, he says, can I start Monday? And she says, yes, but you're going to have to work on your negotiating skills. 
Um, and that is the start of Damage Control. <laughs> like I said, it's an excellent series. Dwayne McDuffie is an incredible writer. He's really good. Uh, he's got everything in there. Fun. Um, just a great series. It's, it, it was. It was so fun. Yeah. You know, it was a fun eight-page story. Yeah. He's good, and you should look it up and read it. Um, okay, we are into um, Daredevil. We're going into Daredevil. Yeah, we're going to go over. Uh, we're going to go over two sixty-seven to two seventy. Mm-hmm. And um, this is what I like to call the like the Jamie was talking about earlier. This is the traveling years. Yeah. This is the, uh, the the time where Daredevil leaves New York and is like, you know, I need to get my head cleared with everything that's going on. But but before he leaves, he makes an interesting or. He doesn't act well. He doesn't really go through with it, but he 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 decides to do something that is kind of not exactly in the typical Daredevil code. Yeah, um, he, he kind of goes out of it, and it, the issue starts. What we have, we're at the same team that we've been dealing with mm-hmm. for the last several podcasts. Yeah, Sunny, Jeremy, Santee, Media, and Al Williamson, and, Joe Rosen, and, and, uh, Al Williamson. We have a different colorist. We have Gregory Wright color in this one, um, rather than Max Shell, who's yeah. been doing almost all of them. But Gregory Wright again is the guy who was writing on the annual, and he's doing a lot of coloring work at Marvel at the moment. Uh, we open with a we're on Daredevil's back. He's in the trench coat and the hat already. And he is standing up on uh, one of the stone crosses on top of a church. And it's very, the, the, the uh, belt of the trench coat almost looks like a devil's tail, the way it's wrapping around him. And the sky is very black. Mm. And it's very, it's a bit of a downer opener. Um, the issue yeah. still remains. And, and yeah, and, and, and it's sad because, you know, he's talking about, you know, how much he loved Karen Page yeah. and how she's never going to forgive him. Talks and about he's how he's really lost everything. Like this is he's saying, you know, I know I've gone through this before, but this is like I have lost everything, and then yeah, he, yeah, it is, yeah. it is gone. He's talking about how like he's 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 overwhelmed. His senses are overwhelmed with how much he's lost, and or the only thing that's left inside him is revenge. The only thing that's left in the city for him is revenge, and he's trying to push that feeling away. So he's gone to the church to talk to someone because he says, you know, I don't want to become that person. And I do want to point out that the artwork in these first several pages is yeah. absolutely amazing. The, yeah. the, the way that they use the inks on this one, it's so great because for the most of it, for the, you know, the first five or six pages, yeah. um, um, Daredevil is going into a confessional booth. But up until he gets up there, he goes and he sees you know Sister Maggie, which we know who Maggie is. And there's this little moment. But Daredevil is dressed in his Daredevil outfit. But you can only see his hands mm-hmm. and his feet yeah. and little bits of his legs in the red color that we're used to. Everything else, including his entire face, yeah. is all pure black. We don't see him and clearly for ages. Uh, yeah. And it's really cool because it kind of goes along with how he's feeling. He's so yeah. He feels so dark inside. And it's just, I don't know, the artwork is so cool. And... You know, when he goes up to Mary and his, or he goes up to Maggie and he's like, Maggie, there's something going on. And you talk to it. And then Maggie is the one that directs him to the confessional booth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he goes in there, he sits down, you know, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. And then, and, uh, he says, it's been he many years about, since my uh, last confession. Sorry, go ahead. It's been many years since my last confession. So, yeah. So, uh, and I feel like he's, been in a confessional booth recently or maybe it's later that he goes in one but i can't remember but i was that surprised me that he said that 
maybe it has been. Yeah, years. but he, and he's he's he, and he's pretty honest uh, with with him too because yeah. he's like, you know, father, you know, I use my I use my fists to get what I want. I've beaten many men. There was another woman. Um, I betrayed the woman I loved. Yeah. There was this other woman. Uh, he talks about you know how everything was going on and how bad he was. And, um, you know, and, and I lo- the artwork is so good in these several pages. That's like beautiful. at one point, you know, like we get a profile where we finally see part of his face and then, you know, we're, we're closed in and all we see is the, the expression of his mouth. And, yeah. and, you know, I don't know, it, it's really inspiring. And while this is all going on, the father is literally, he's just listening and, uh, you know, it's getting a little closer in on his, you know, they draw a little closer, close up every time mm-hmm. we get a little closer to him. Um, and, and he, he goes like, my son, I'm sure there's much good in you that you're leaving out right now. And God is very forgiving. Um, but you must control these urges. Um, and then daredevil ends up leaving and he's like, I can't, and, and I can't be forgiven. And yeah. as he's exiting the church, um, you know, he takes one last look at, at Maggie who's watching, obviously she's probably concerned, mm-hmm. but after all this happens, um, this is where daredevil starts to do something that is way out of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we see him exit the church, and then we cut over to Lance, who is uh, Bullet's son, and mm-hmm. he is in a gas mask, and kids are bullying him. They're surrounding him. They're saying they're going to beat him up and take his mask away. That he's a little rat, and um, Daredevil appears and says, "Leave him alone and fast." <laughs> and the kids run off, and well, before they run off, they say, "Lance, do you know him?" And he says, "I know a lot of people." <laughs> and they they walk off, and and Lance <laughs> takes him back home, and. He's in the he's in the house and he's talking about like how sad it is that there's this kid that this is his life that he's surrounded by and this is this is great because what happens here is like that it defines the tone of what's happening. Daredevil has this realization that he went there initially. He went there because he wanted Lance to draw out Bullet because he decided he wanted revenge against <laughs> Bullet as one of the people that took him down with uh, Typhoid Mary. But while he's there, he's saying, "Look, I've been looking at everything." So. I've been looking at the big. I've been focusing and being overwhelmed by the big, and I need to f- start thinking about small things. And he starts looking around and starts fo- focusing on small details. And he's talking about how uh, Lance has all of these these uh, canned meals prepared and barbed wire, and there's nothing for a kid in this house. There's like a gun that he's building, and he's repairing it with bubble gum, and he's got all of these things. And he's talking about how surreal it is to have a kid repairing something with bubble gum and cutting his hand on barbed wire and he says you know focus on the blood focus on all of these small things and he has this thing where he realizes i don't want revenge revenge isn't going to do anything revenge isn't isn't needed by me this is a bad thing that i've come here to do i've changed my mind and he says lance i came here to hurt your father but i can't and i won't and that's when he senses bullet running towards the door and he senses a huge thing and bullet just slams through yeah it is a it is a great splash page yeah. and it's kind of nice because what happens is you have a, a tiny panel where you have like a burst of radar so you get this sense of something big coming and it's kind of like these blips series of blips that are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then yeah he burst burst through the door and says get away from my son and they get into a little fight and daredevil's thinking what well, is going on i came here to fight him i changed my mind and here we are anyway we're fighting that's it always ends up with fighting and he holds his own because bullet's kind of so angry that he can avoid a lot of the hits but he's still getting a few hits in and it's like we know how tough bullet is we know that one of his hits could could probably break several bones in daredevil's body and he's managing to avoid it and the thing that stops him is lance fires a gun 
in the air and tells them both to stop. He's been calling them both, saying, stop it, stop it, stop it. Dad, Daredevil, cut it out, and they won't stop. And then he fires the gun and says, Dad, Daredevil, save me from getting beaten up. I invited him here. And he explains what happened, and Daredevil says, I came here to hurt you, but I really don't want to. I really don't want to hurt you. I've changed my mind. And uh, Bullet says, okay. Ooh. Hello, Joshua. Joshua had vanished while I was talking. I was talking so much. Hello. Hello. Did I did I bore you? <laughs> you bored me. I decided to hang up. No, um, bad connection. Bad connection, yeah. So anyway, um, so, so Lance breaks them up and explains what happened and bullet says look i'm sorry thank you for taking for saving my son i'm sorry it was just a job it was nothing personal um i you know i i understand that you want revenge but it really was just business and he says uh it's not you i see that now you're just a detail and he leaves and he decides to have a ceremony where he burns the last the remains of his life in New York, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He throws in Karen's dress, all the law books, and yeah. everything. I just want to point out the artwork in this issue is amazing. Yeah, and you know, we 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 talked about you know how the penciler and inker inker just work so well together, mm-hmm. and it just like you know Daredevil's outfit. We don't see his eyes. Obviously, his eyes are covered because his mask mm-hmm. always covers his eyes. But you can just tell there's so much pain in daredevil right now yeah and it's and and it's not really a posture thing it's just the 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 curves of the mask that the way they they draw them the facial expressions the The way the light plays on it five o'clock shadow and it's it's just you can tell he is in so much pain inside it's great yeah yeah it's really it's amazing artwork and it's like some really incredible writing going alongside it you know it's it's one of those perfect things it's Anasani is really talking about like how everything is gone, like the, how he's standing in just destruction. How New York now is his association with New York, of course, he's gone through the whole Inferno thing, or um, um, yeah, the, the fallen mutants, then Inferno, and then all of these things like pile upon pile upon pile of destruction around him. And you know, he burns the law books and says the Bill of Rights is a piece of paper; it burns just like anything else. And and while he's doing that, a guy comes in and says, "What are you doing?" And he says, "Yeah," and I love this. And yeah. Matt goes, "This is it's a funeral." And he goes, "Whose funeral?" And he says, "Mine." And then this guy goes and is like, "Hey, can I have the TV? Can I have this or whatever?" And the guy goes, "Yeah, you can. T- you know, take whatever you want." Yeah. He says, guess. "The TV won't care. burn anyway. Why don't you let me take that?" And then there's this great there's this great moment where he says, "Just do one thing for me. When the fire dies down, take my ashes and scatter them all over the streets of Hell's Kitchen." And the guy says, "You're crazy, man." Yeah, right. Scatter your ashes. No problem, white boy. <laughs> and Daredevil just leaves. Um, and then... So, he he, gets... yeah, he ends up taking all... I, I, well, at first, it's kind of funny because it seems like this is all the money that he has. Yeah. Because he says he, he throws down $30 and, and says $30 um, as far north as I can go. Although this is kind of funny because two issues from now, he's got a ton of money. Yeah. But anyways, um, so he's got 30 bucks. He, he puts it down and uh, the, the person that's selling the bus ticket doesn't ask any questions. Or train ticket, sorry. So he ends up getting on the train and uh, sits down. There's a, a moment where you know a, a, a pedestrian's mad at him for cutting his news or ripping his newspaper. Then they discover he's blind and yeah. he feels bad. There's a little. He sits in front of a little girl who you know is is, is innocent and asks mom, "Do blind people have eyes or just holes?" Yeah. So he takes off his glasses. Shows this is the first time eyes. we see his eyes. All issue. You're you're right. Yeah, and it, and it just kind of shows that 
that I think he's he really did die back there in mm-hmm. his in his mind. He died. Mm-hmm. That was his funeral. Yeah. So that's why he's not necessarily mad anymore. And the madness goes away. He's just kind of going through the motions and just figuring out what this new life is going to be. And that's why when the girl asks the question, he shows the eyes. If yeah. this was the beginning of the issue, he'd be like, "Leave me alone." But yeah. he's you know like you know oh it's it's no problem you know there's no harm done. Yeah. He's he's in this new like. He's this new person altogether. And while he's on the plane, he's sleeping, and then all of a sudden they uh, he gets uh, woken up, and there is a um, as a plane a, crash, a airplane crash, mm-hmm. yeah, that happens outside, and 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 the train stops, and Daredevil once again because this is a new person, mm-hmm. uh, he you know he, he's back into well I should help this guy you know, and then so he goes out. Uh, runs through the snow, saves this guy. Yeah, he jumps, before off, the of the, he jumps off of the train. It's a it's a, a light aircraft. We should say it's like a, a single person. Yeah, plane. sorry, it like is. A, it, yeah, it's a single. It's a single or like a two passenger plane. Yeah, and, and he runs. And, and, and the whole while he's saying, you know, yeah. I'm focusing on the small details. I'm not over. I'm not. I don't care about the big thing anymore. I'm focusing on just the small details. And like you said, he gets to the plane just as it's about to explode. He finds a body inside and says the guy's still there. He drags him out. Um, the guy hits him. <laughs> And uh, and says, "Oh, sorry, I didn't see that you were blind. Sorry for punching you." <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> and then the the plane goes up in uh, explodes and then goes up into more flames. And he says, "Oh, I've got to get something from the plane." And runs back to the plane, throws out a couple of bags that land at Daredevil's feet. And he says, uh, "I can smell guns, cocaine, and on a government plane." What? And then he sa- and then he says to the guy, "What did you get out of there?" And the guy says, "Oh, just bag of." junk food radio equipment the rest can burn and um they walk off and the guy is kind of funny he's like he's making terror this this guy is uh it's skip ash i think who, who features heavy later on and he says uh, how lucky i am that a blind guy is the guy that saved me he can't see any of the cocaine he can't see the cocaine <laughs> in his feet he can't see the drugs and he says he makes a bad joke he says hey there's a lot of snow around here and laughs inside his head and he says uh, don't worry about the plane it was insured and he says, what are you doing around here, a blind guy in the middle of nowhere? And he says, you know, just walk into the next town. Got friends there? Nope. Job? Nope. Got any cash? A little. And uh, he gives him a job. He basically says, can you fix things? <laughs> he says, yep, I'm pretty good with my hands because of my senses. I, I've overcompensated. And he says, I could use a man like you, a blind man who can see nothing, he thinks. Um, then gives him a card and says, this card gives you the name of a place where you can stay, uh, which is called Brandy. It's the place where you'll get the job. It's Brandy's Gently Killed Chicken Farm, which is just down the street. And it uh, says, you know, you know, you, you have a job here. So when you can stay at a place just up the road and then come and meet me here in a couple of weeks, tell, ask the people to tell you where to go. And um, Daredevil... Uh, the last panel is basically he, him saying, don't think about anything, just think about the small details. Just keep going and think about the small details. Right. He's a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is his purgatory. This is um, him going through yeah. rebirth and purgatory. <clears throat> so we have the first of a bunch of these uh, kind of uh, like the, the the going from town to town, the wandering guy going from town to town and saving a day. Storylines mm-hmm. um, in 268, this one's called Golden Rut. We have a uh, an incredible first few pages, which is uh, a nightmare that a guy is having. That we we introduce the first four pages is this guy having a nightmare where he imagines himself chained up to a tree 
but the tree, the roots of the tree are kind of spread out like spider webs, and it's all this this the, the coloring is just like nightmarish purples and reds and and someone's coming at him with an axe talking about how he's going to cut his leg off and then he imagines a dog that trusts him and he says we've got to kill the dog and we're trying to and he's running from this guy with the axe who's growing bigger and bigger and he's lost he wakes up and his wife's there and says are you okay he says i'm blind i'm blind she says no you're not blind it's just sweat you've got to calm down this is ramo uh ramo is mm-hmm. one of uh, two brothers that feature in this story who run a uh, they're basically running a protection racket um, and um, his wife runs a bed and breakfast where he was recommended that he goes and stays for a, li- a little bit until he gets his job from the other guy, the, the Skip Ash that we met and the other thing. So Ramo and Sally run this bed and breakfast, Daredevil comes up and while he's coming he says, you know, I'm listening to these people having this conversation inside I'm listening to all of this, I can hear everything it's funny i never used to listen into things but i guess i can i guess the the details are there now that i just listen to this stuff um and he gets a room he gets a room at the place um sally leads him in gives him a room and uh he's very he's very short with her very quick and just sort of says i can manage from here thank you i'm good and she walks out and he's yeah and, and she can she can sense that uh, something's going on with her and like she's got this perfume that's really expensive mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't cover up like you know the, the stuff underneath like like how much she works with laundry soap and 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 the, how much food that she cooks and yeah everything so she's and he kind of he resent, a she feel for these it. people that yeah. he is sort of just kind of fallen into by, by, by chance here uh and um once again, he's listening to the conversation that she is having with her husband once she ends up leaving him in the room after he says he'll be fine. And we find out that she's very mad at her husband. Like, look, you need to today, you need to stop uh, working with uh, your brother. Tell yeah. him that you want out. He's no good. Yeah. Um, you need you need to quit. You need to quit now. And even Matt's like, which, by the way, is growing a beard, we should say. Matt's got a nice little beard. Yeah. Um, but he's like, you know, I, I know it's rude to eavesdrop but I can't help it. And, and he keeps listening. And while he's listening, his hands are uh, kind of messing with his cane, you know? So he, he's got something thinking as he's going on here, hearing about something is going on with her husband that is, is kind of shady. Yeah. Yeah. Her husband, um, his brother, Hank, who we discover later on, like I said, his, uh, he's a mean piece of work. He's like a, a thuggish large guy who's beaten up a guy who, um, and um, um, uh, Ramo's in the room watching, and and Hank is saying to him, you know, this is, you got to teach these guys like a like a dog, you know, you got to show them who's boss, you got to give them just enough rope, but you can't let them get ahead, you can't let them use you, you got to keep control of this thing. So um, he says, you know, if you if you step up, if you stop letting these guys, we're, we're lending money to these guys, and they're not paying us back on time. If you can't do this then we're going to have to get someone else. But if you can, you can live well. Look at me. I'm, you know, I've got everything I want. I've got champagne. I've got expensive food. I've got gold everywhere. You know, you, your wife, you won't even need to run that stupid bed and breakfast. I'll, I'll get everything you want, but you've got to step up because if you don't, the family bank is going to collapse. Daredevil's outside listening. He's in his Daredevil uh, costume now. <clears throat> hanging out in a tree. Hanging out in a tree, listening <laughs> we, in. We, yeah, and he's listening, and there's no leaves in the tree in a bright no. red costume. Yeah, and um, uh, Hank is going off, still talking about how you know how great they are and how tough they are, and they're real tough guys, and you got to step up. And while he's doing this, Samo 
uh, Samo, Ramo, <laughs> Ramo is uh, listening back, <laughs> uh, uh, is, is having a little flashback to uh, the dog, Queenie, that they used to have. Uh, Queenie was a dog that they had where who had um, uh, something, there was like a cancerous growth in their leg and the vet had to cut Queenie's leg off and uh, Ramo's saying, you know, the dog never trusted me after that. The dog, I knew there was something wrong and, and Hank is like, you're crazy. It's just a dog. She didn't care how many legs she had. She didn't know. <laughs> And you know what's funny, Jamie? The, the the first dream sequence that we see at the very beginning of the issue, mm -hmm. um, that dog is in there, and the dog says, "You know, like I trusted you." Yeah. And he's and he and and uh, he's actually has um, um, uh, Hank has the uh, um, a collar around his when he was chained to the tree, he had a yeah. collar around his neck, mm -hmm. similar to like a dog. Yeah. And you know, uh, the dog was saying, "You never trusted me," and the guy was chasing him with an axe. So this is the same type of dream as before because. I kind of saw that as the axe was the person that was going to be chopping off the leg of the dog. Yeah. And it wasn't really going, and, and he was kind of connecting himself with the dog. Yeah. It's like a, um, it's a family. Like, yeah, I think it is. It's like a whole trust thing. And the fa the family line is that like the dad was a tough guy. The sons need to be tough guys. This is how they make their living. And um, the dog isn't important. You know, who cares about a dog? Who cares if the dog trusts you or not? The important thing is that we make money. Um, we cut back to the bed and breakfast where Matt's just sitting on the bed in the dark and uh, Sally comes in, turns the light on, says, oh, sorry, I didn't realize you were here. I bought you some stuff. And he goes, it's fine. And she says, he's really cold and unfriendly. And basically Matt's just listening in to what's going on downstairs. He's listening in. And um, uh, Ramo is saying he's got to go outside to do some work. Um, and, and this is and so Matt decides to actually, you know, take some action yeah. and, you know, and so he goes and he he grabs uh, Ramo no, and, uh, and grabs him by the neck. It's not Ramo. This one's Hank. Him up He's got the beard. What's that? It's Hank, not Ramo. Hank has the beard. Oh, sorry. That's yeah. right. I, I had the wrong. Yeah. I, I got their names mixed up. He grabs okay. he grabs Hank, the the, the bad one, the, yeah. the older brother, the the one that is uh, trying to get Ramo to to act better. Yeah. And um, so uh, he grabs Daredevil, grabs him by the beard or or by the neck, pulls him upstairs, and um, and uh, hangs him up like like it's a noose, yeah. and repeats the exact same lines that Hank told Ramo earlier. Yeah, like about exactly how to be in charge. He basically says, this is how you're in charge, how to talk. And he, he brings him in, and he stands him on a chair, a four-legged chair, and mm -hmm. wraps the noose around a pipe above him. And that's when he says, you know, who, who cares if you have three legs or four legs? The dog's a dog, yeah. it doesn't change. And he starts to hit one of the legs of the chair to break it. Yeah, and, and, and Hank's like, please, I'll give you anything, as, as much money as you want. And then he, he goes, you know, please, I'll give you all my money, all my all my money's like why are you doing this and then daredevil he's just he, he just keeps repeating the same lines that hank has said earlier yeah and then and then and then hank actually goes kill me just get it over with and daredevil's like fine he's like why don't you just step off the chair go ahead do it take yeah. one step the next step's a lot of money in it i mean it's pretty crazy to me that he actually said that because if you think about it like <laughs> this is daredevil getting pretty dark he's like yeah go kill you He's like, kill yourself. Go ahead. Yeah. I gave you all the means. I put the gun in your hand. You know, not really, but, and, you yeah, know, here you, you go. Pull you do it. it. <laughs> you do it. And then while this is going on, Ramo goes to visit the guy that uh, had lent the money and he comes in and he's got gloves on and the guy is getting nervous. Um, we cut back to Daredevil who says, who is your bank? And he says, I don't know. Somebody in the city, they call themselves New York One. Uh, they don't ever tell me anymore, please. And he says, it's the kingpin. Everything goes back to the kingpin. All of yeah. the... 
all the rotten rows are paved in gold. Um, and then he just leaves. He leaves Hank standing on the chair and he says, you know, it's dark. I can't get down. What's going on? We cut back to uh, Ramo, who we think is going to beat up this guy. And he says, uh, th this guy, Billy, who is, owes the money. And he says, I just came to say goodbye. Somebody else is going to have to take over the collection route. I'm quick. I'm quitting. Uh, he doesn't care. He doesn't care enough to want all of the good stuff. It's yeah. him up inside. Um, and then that's when they get a phone call that we go back the, the next morning. They're having breakfast, um, Sally and Ramo. They get a phone call and it is Hank. And it's basically, he says he's closing down the business and he's going away for a while and says to tell you sorry. Um, and he says, and Sally's happy. Um, Ramo's going to get over it. Hank's gone. Daredevil leaves, says, I don't want breakfast, pays for the room, leaves. And she says, what a weird thing. You know, we uh, we have strangers coming into our lives and they barely interact with us. And so it's it, it was a fun issue because I like the whole idea that Daredevil walks up to the to these people who have all these problems. Yeah. And doesn't want to do anything. All he cares about is just being a wanderer. He's being a traveler. Yeah. And but he can't help but you know, fix the situation because he's a hero, you know? So even though he does it this backhanded kind of way, he ends up because of him, this husband and wife are, you know, or at least the husband's gone straight and now they can move on as a couple together Yeah, and, you know, and, and do good instead of bad. So it, it, it's a cool little, it's a cool little twist and it, it's just fun seeing Daredevil in this position because he really doesn't care, but yeah. he's, just doing it out of a reflex. Yeah, it's a reflex, and it's the, like from the annual, and it's also it's the detail. It was the detail that got him. He didn't care about the bigger picture. When he found out that it was Kingpin, he was kind of disappointed. But mm -hmm. it was like, well, I don't care about trying to fix that. I've just fixed this one thing. <clears throat> so uh, issue 269, 269 guest stars The Blob and Pyro, which yeah. is kind of cool. It's always fun when some mutants get involved, especially some baddies like this. Yeah. Uh, same same creative team. Uh, yeah. Max, Max, Max is doing the colors, colors right yep. now for this one. But uh, this is during the, um, the Freedom Force where uh, – what is her name? The one with all the Spiral. Arms? Yeah, yeah. She yeah. is um, sending Blob and Pyro – out to out to go eradicate mutants, right? Yeah. Now, um, Freedom Force came around. I think it was going to issue one ninety nine of X Men um, because they they were basically the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants that were given mm -hmm. a reprieve by is it Valerie Cooper? Is that her character's name? Um, I don't know. And she says, um, if you work as Freedom Force and get ahead of the X Factor team that's coming around, they don't come until a bit later. But if you basically go and capture mutants for us we'll give you a full pardon and you can work for us. The first mutant you're going to capture is Magneto. <clears throat> so that was issue 200 of X-Men where Magneto gets on, they, they capture him and they put him on trial. Um, Spiral, I might be getting this wrong and you might want to check uh, an X-Men podcast. I know um, there, there's a bunch of good ones. I'm forgetting the, the name of the, um, J.M. Miles. Explain uh, the X-Men. Yeah, is, is a great one, which may, may cover this. Um, Spiral, I think, was a character that was in the long shot miniseries that was based on Anne Nesenti, if I'm remembering correctly. And I can't remember the character's name. I think she was like a stunt woman or a, like an incidental character that became Spiral um, or Destiny. It's I get very confused by this group. But <clears throat> I think it was Spiral. I think Mojoverse turned 
Anna sent E into Spiral. And Anna sent E, I think, is still editing the X books at this point. Yeah. Um, so we have Blob and uh, Pyro. Uh, and I just want to say, like, um, once again, I, I'm a huge <coughs> X Men fan, and, mm-hmm. and I like the Brotherhood of Mutants. And, and there's there's just as many good bad guys as there are good guys in the X Men. Yeah. But the way that Anna Senti writes Blob. Yeah is amazing and blob is so evil he like just the way that he acts the way that he talks like the yeah. things that he says he's, he's just so gross as well he's so yeah, he's gross he's so sexist <clears throat> he's, discrim- he's just he's a terrible person yeah but it's great it's written so well i've never i've never read a blob story where blob is was this awesome yeah there's a great one where him and is it him and colossus have a fight oh no that's juggernaut him and uh, juggernaut and Colossus yeah. have a fine about. Anyway, Blob and and Pyro get dropped by Spyro in a small little town, and they're there to pick up this uh, this mutant called Amanda. And what's cool is th- there's no like sneakiness about this. They are just right in the middle no, they of just the town, them. and they're yeah. like, "We're gonna let these people know that we mean business and that we're in charge." So Pyro right away just just like uses his Pyro to like destroy a, a windmill. Yeah, and and uh, and then they're looking at the picture of the girl, and Blob is like, "Man, she sure is pretty." Like, yeah. let me see, let me see that picture of that chick again. And he goes, yeah, you know, she's mine. This one's going to be mine. And she's going to like Blob. She's yeah. going to like me. Yeah. He says, he says the pyro, normally that you get the girls, but this one's mine. You always <laughs> get the gonna girls. Be mine. This one's mine. You promise. Uh, the sheriff comes out and says, uh, I'm the sheriff around here. You burned our windmill and you're terrorizing folk. We don't like your type in town. We don't like strangers. Get out. And Blob says, make me. And like. 12 people jump on him trying to move him. And he's just <laughs> he's, I love this panel. Yeah. And Blob is literally laughing. He's like, ha, 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 and he's standing there and all these people are trying to move him. It's such a cool shot. Yeah. Um, and Pyro does a big blast of flame and everybody runs. Um, and then they say, um, listen, here's the deal. We're going to get this mutant by sundown and we've got government clearance. Uh, either you, you help us or we'll burn the whole town down. And anyway, I'm drink- I'm thirsty now let's go to a bar so they go into a bar and blob again is being just disgusted into the bar <laughs> so bad and while they're doing that we have the we have a shot from outside we have tap 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 and matt walks in and uh he's basically tells us everything he senses and says i know about freedom force i heard about them this is a great panel it's uh, he says i watched in horror as the mutant registration act was passed a gross violation of the civil rights of mutants I'd like to find this mutant before they do. So it's like a great thing where he's like, you know, I've given up everything. I've given up everything. This one, though, I don't like that they messed around with the law. I think this is bad. I'm a lawyer, so I'm going to go help her. <laughs> so yeah, it's like the, it's still in him. Every every uh, cell in his in his body still works and towards who he is. He, he is, yeah. No, you're exactly right. And this he part shaved is so as awesome. Well. Yeah, he did shave. By the way, that's right. I was just going to say that. What's cool is he sits down next to Blob, like mm-hmm. shoulder to shoulder. And, and throws out this big wad of cash and uh, tells the bartender, you know, uh, you know, can you get a couple of shots for the men here and just keep it coming? And what I like about this is so they start drinking and they are drinking a ton, a ton and a ton. Mm-hmm. And Matt's doing this because if if he can get them to be a little tipsy to be drunk, it's going to even the odds. Yeah. I love the fact that at least to my experience, um, or at least from where I remember, Daredevil has never fought Blob, has never fought Pyro before. No. But he he can tell 
just by the way that everyone's talking by these people, by his radar sense that, that he's going to need help to take these two guys down. So he's automatically like, I need to get some type of an advantage. And so I'm going to get him drunk. And so while they're drinking blob is just being, you know, despicable and everything. But one of the locals is like, Hey, I want these guys to get out of my town. So he goes over, finds pyro and is like, pyro, come over here. Yeah. Pyro's going to the bathroom and he says, uh, this guy comes over and go Oh, yeah. So, so he comes over and he goes, hey, I know where this mutant is. I'm going to tell you. And so while Matt is just listening to Blob being all disgusting, he overhears Pyro hearing um, that uh, they're up in the top of the church tower. Mm-hmm. being, uh, And he's got a whole bunch of locals that are protecting the mutant, her. And um, Daredevil's like, I got to get over there before Pyro does. So sure enough, he's quicker. Um, and he ends up taking out the lights once he gets to the top of the tower mm-hmm. and um, he knocks out all of the bodyguards. And he does that because he knows that he's a stranger. Everyone's kind of tense. This is the best way that I can get to her before Pyro to get her to safety. Yeah. So he comes in, he, he meets Amanda, who has, uh, I think she's telekinesis, it seems like. She, he, she gets a gun and he says, you, you hold on to that. Okay, don't shoot me. Um, and uh, just it, trust uh, me. Jamie, it's kind of cool. Like They say that the power, or the way that she describes it is, anything I want, I can have come to me. Yeah. She says, I want something, it comes to me. Um, yeah. So she jumps on Daredevil's back, and he says, come on, we've got to get out of here. And then Pyro reaches out and grabs the flame in the little uh, campfire, camp torch that they had up in there as, as a light source, and basically blows the tower to pieces. And th- this is kind of cool. While... Daredevil's swinging out he's, uh, on the, the church bell rope. He says, we have this quick thing. Uh, he says, Pyro's here. He controls flames. And he says, okay, Daredevil's swinging out. He says, I detect the fallen guard's heartbeats. They're waking up. I can smell burning rope. I know that the rope's about to break, so I have to shift my body so that we land in a way that doesn't hurt us. And he says, I hear that the guards have made it to safety. (laughs) So it's like this great (laughs) moment where he swung out and flames have exploded everywhere, but he's like, checklist. Everyone's okay. I have to make sure we're okay. You know what probably happened, and and this happens a lot with comic book writers, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. is that when John Romita Jr. was drawing this, he drew it from panel to panel to panel. And then later on, when Anna Senti was, was looking at it, she was like, you know what? I bet you people are going to give me crap for the fact that all those people that he had knocked out are now going to die. Yeah. So she probably went back later and was like, I got to I gotta make sure those I gotta people save <laughs> actually end up living. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Pyro's there and he's like full flame job. And he basically says, run to, Daredevil says, run to Amanda. And he bounces around while... Um, uh, Pyro keeps shooting at him, but he's he's shooting a little off. Like he calls him a, uh, he says, "I'm going to cook you, you lucky red jumping bean." Um, <laughs> but keeps missing because you know he's drunk, and um, and he says, "I don't know why you're here. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know why you're trying to save her. You're going to die as well." Um, and Amanda's there, and she's like, "Everything's being destroyed because of me." And yet this stranger's fighting this really difficult opponent to try and save me, and he doesn't even know me. What's going on? And Daredevil says, you know, it's getting tough to breathe. There's so much heat that I can feel my lungs are getting a little burn and there's smoke. He throws the bitty club and Pyro creates like a, a cloud of flame that makes it fly back. So um, keeps missing. They re- I was surprised with how 
powerful Pyro was yeah. in this issue because he literally, he doesn't just shoot little tiny flames from his fingertips. He is making huge bursts of flame. These are yeah. gigantic. Well, he has the like the, the backpack on that creates the flames in, in, at this stage. It's not just like yeah. he's controlling little flames around. So, um, And he, he basically burns the oxygen enough that Daredevil passes out. And then he comes to and says, I've been unconscious for a little bit, but I can help, I can tell that that uh, Pyro has Amanda. And then he hears screams from the bar and he goes in and Blob is just being disgusting with the barmaid. And all of the people in the bar are like, okay, you've gone too far. She doesn't like it, let her go. Matt, uh, Daredevil changes back into his Matt costume at this stage. They pull out guns on Blob and they fire and he just laughs. He, he does the thing of like the bullets get stuck in his body and then he pops them out with the the muscle and flab and the the size of his body and he says that's funny it's kind of tickling and then daredevil uh, matt sits down at the bar and says uh this is funny he says uh blob says now listen bozos it's almost sundown where's the mutant and matt sits down and says the girl that girl i saw her with your pal the skinny english man which is <laughs> it's kind of funny <laughs> because i know that he's australian but it's kind of um and uh blob gets angry and bursts into a barn where pyro is with amanda and he's drunk enough and angry enough that he's like you're stealing my girl you're ruining her you're touching her and i'm gonna have to fight you now and they get into a fight um pyro yeah. and blob and pyro kind of holds his home against blob where he, he surrounds him with enough smoke that he passes well, out but then he's tricking well, also him too you understand blob is probably even way more drunk because yeah. he kept drinking while um pyro and daredevil had their fight now yeah just now correct me if i'm wrong with pyro his mutant power is is he can manipulate flame, but he cannot create. He can't create flame. No, that's why he has the backpack with the little flame. Right, so that it. creates the little flame in his hands, but he's still the one that makes the huge bursts of flame. Yeah, he makes the he, he has the little flame and he can make it expand. Basically, yeah, on his man, controller. it is it's insane how much damage he, uh, these guys do in here. Yeah. But no, as Jamie was saying, uh, he's holding uh, Pyro is holding his own against Blob. And uh, he ends up smoking his face, which is making him kind of pass out. But then we find out Blob is actually kind of faking it. Yeah. And he goes up and grabs Pyro by the throat. Um, and this fight's going on. And then they realize while they were fighting, the, the mutant girl, she she got away. Yeah. And they're like, oh, crap, we got to go find her. So they go looking for her. And when they once, you know, so they're walking down the street and then they run into none other than Daredevil. Yeah. They basically say, look, we'll fight later over this girl. Let's just bring her in and get this done and get out of here. And this is great. Daredevil's standing there and he says, hey, boys, this town ain't big enough, especially for you fats. And uh, Blob gets angry. Pyro's like, okay, I can take you now. And this is great. There's this two panels where uh, the first panel, Pyro's there and he says, persistent little cat, aren't you? Ain't ya? And then he <laughs> thinks, well, I'll just fry his butt. And Daredevil thinks, he probably thinks he can fry my butt. <laughs> and then what happens That's is so he's funny. about to he's about to fire up his flames where Daredevil throws both his billy clubs into pressure points on his shoulders to make his arms useless. So his arms drop to the ground. I and love it. I love whenever yeah. Daredevil uses the precision. Yeah. I like when he throws the throws the billy clubs and and makes it so people can't move certain arms, legs, joints, yeah. whatever. I love it when he does that. Yeah. And then Blob comes at him and he does the thing. He kicks him, nothing happens. He punches him, nothing happens. Blob does his hand clap to his head, drops Daredevil to the ground. He's about to stamp on him when Amanda pulls him with her power. She thinks, "Come to me," and uh, pulls him over. And then Daredevil's got a plan, and he's. Uh, He's basically bouncing around Blob, annoying him, pokes him in the eye so he's blind and whispers to Amanda the bell 
and she says the bell and then he works out he's moving blob closer and closer to the church bell and thinking to amanda you've got to move the bell and he goes ah i get it the bell he's luring him under it come on come down and she starts to think about the bell up in the bell tower which flies out of the bell tower basically drops and hits blob full on the back of the head and he he does his thing where he laughs and says the blob is immobile and then passes out. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this issue, Jamie. It's such yeah. there's so much good fighting in this, mm-hmm. and and the way that it's drawn is just so awesome. Yeah, I love it's awesome because like like I said earlier at the beginning of, the, uh, of when we started talking about this issue, I really like how they, how they talked about blob, but I also really like how they how uh, Anasanti wrote um, Pyro as well, yeah. and, and yeah. it's just I don't know, way more powerful than I think I've ever seen him. Uh, before yeah he's always been fairly contained up until yeah uh, until the freedom force stuff um and then um daredevil ba- yeah oh. before that daredevil says to amanda you should go just go and uh, hide and and says i've got to move on and then spiral shows up and says you're idiots come on let's get out of here you're both a failure i don't want to hear any more about it <laughs> and uh then we see amanda she's thinking about leaving town and she's thinking the whole time why would someone almost give their life to protect me what am i worth and uh and then she says you know after meeting him everything else seems pale and she's kind of wistful and then we see matt tapping his way off and leaving in the background he's leaving town as well um that's the only time we ever see amanda oh really yeah that's, that's too only, bad yeah anderson creates some amazing characters that never get used anywhere else which is a shame she's a incredible force when it comes to creating characters Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking uh, of, we go over to issue two hundred and seventy, where we yes, which we is the last one that we're going to talk about today, which yeah. introduces Blackheart. Blackheart, which I have no, I know Blackheart from a video game. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think I've ever read a Blackheart story before, so yeah. this was really interesting. He's kind of amazingly powerful, um, mm-hmm. and this is a, this is a little run where Daredevil leaves Hell's Kitchen and kind of finds himself getting <laughs> confronting more and more powerful people again and again and again we have a, a guest star of spider-man in this one um we open on another one of those anasenti are we sure we're not reading a vertigo book opening yeah where, oh this is it, but this is such a cool opening yeah so we we're in a, we're on a it's a hill it's a hilltop this is a, a gentle hill in abigail um in uh, 1658 the crown of a gentle hill abigail houseman was brutally Irrever- irreverently murdered and her blood soaked the land for many hours before she was found in those hours funneling a flock of crows circled the spot like a troubled tornado um now the the whole build up to this story is that there is this hill that bad things have happened on yes very bad things people have constantly been dying on there or murdered or uh, raped or uh, they've bled out on the hill and all of the negative misery is kind of soaked in and thorns negative thorns have, have uh, grown up around the hill to protect it and we go to present day and there's um these two characters uh sarah and peter peter says come on let's go up to the hill and she says i've heard terrible stories about it and he says come on go through the thorn bush and then he attacks her when they're inside and that is the last straw which um this this innocent girl sarah being attacked by this kind of nasty boy peter creates Blackheart. Blackheart is born from all of the blood and misery that's soaked into this hill over the centuries. Um, Blackheart is a demonic force. Um, and the way John Romita Jr. draws him is incredible. It's just like, Ugh. it's like 
negative energy, thorn bush, rage, anger. And there's something infantile about it as well. And it just appears, this this character appears and looks and says, you know, it makes the choice very easily. The boy has to die. The boy's bad. The boy dies. And then it says, but also the girl's so innocent, there's something about her that needs to die as well to make a point. So he kills these two characters instantly, just waves his hand and a bolt of black energy hits them and just fries them completely. Oh, yeah, and, and at that moment, after he kills them, uh, his father appears, as mm-hmm. you could say, and that is Mephesto, who yep. we last saw as a gigantic, huge demon that uh, was threatening Daredevil from the bar after they were smooching. Yeah. Um, and Mephesto tells Blackheart, like... You killed those people, but you did it wrong. You, uh, before you kill people, you, you you get power. I think I think this is how it goes. You get power from people's anger and aggression coming towards you. Yeah. So it's like you you should try to get these people to attack you and kill you first before you kill them. Yeah. That's the way that you get your power. Yeah. He says, you know, it's a crude, unimaginative kill, perhaps, but nonetheless, it was your first newborn steps and then uh, Blackheart lashes out at Mephisto and he says oh you're feisty you're an angry little child um, and basically says to him you know there's two things you need to know walk amongst the humans make them hate you make them really really angry and kill them and then you increase their suffering but don't let them see you if the more the more people see you the less power you have so he, uh, he takes on this almost humanoid form and uh, Mephisto disappears and says uh you know, uh, remember this, when you see a worthy foe, you may reveal your true self. And then we cut to Daredevil, who is just doing a little exercise on a, in a disused theme park. Yeah. And man, this has got to be one of the craziest poses that we've ever seen of Daredevil yeah. drawn in a comic book. He's using the Billy Club to ride down been. a, uh, a, a, um, roller coaster rail. So he's sliding himself down a roller coaster rail and he's saying, you know, physically, I'm almost back to my peak. I haven't felt this good in ages. It's nice. Um, this is great. I feel amazing. And he says, but I can smell something. I can smell like a, a terrible, evil thing which is being covered up by roses. It's like a burning, rotten flesh with incense. And he says, I wonder what that is. And then he discovers, he searches, he senses reach out and he finds uh, Blackheart. And Blackheart appears. And when Daredevil tries to see where he is, he vanishes and reappears. But he doesn't have a heartbeat and the movement is kind of erratic. And he says, That's that, that smell is the only thing I have to lock onto, which, you know, he's using his sense of smell, which we mentioned in the annual is something that he rarely relies on because he's so good with all of his other senses but um and blackheart lashes out with his uh, black bolt of energy and and daredevil basically says if that thing hits me i'm dead that that thing is super powerful i've got to stay out of reach from him but blackheart is now like i want to destroy daredevil meanwhile mm-hmm. a bus is going by and riding on the bus is none other than peter parker who's saying that he's met he met a friend from school or college or something um and uh, he says, you know, I miss Mary Jane. It's too bad she couldn't join me. And he says, oh, boy, what's going on there? There's a fire and my spider senses are going crazy. I guess I'll just have to convince the bus driver to let me off. Right, yeah. And and uh, so while you know, Spider-Man is convincing the bus driver, we continue on the fight uh, with Blackheart and Daredevil. 
And um, Daredevil's trying to get answers, but Blackheart obviously is not answering. He's yeah. like, hey, you know, like, why do you, like, why are you doing this? Why, why are you fighting me? What do you want with me? Um, and then he just realizes, you know, th- there's no explanation. Blackheart's just trying to kill me. And he's obviously not human. Something is going on. And man, does he smell terrible. Yeah, he smells um, terrible and he's powerful. Yeah, so he's saying how he's going to have to try to, like, uh, because of that one direct hit and he's dead, he's like, I'm going to have to try to be the trickster on this one. So he ties up his legs and mm-hmm. flings him over um, and flips him over. And then uh, while he's falling, Blackheart shoots the uh, whatever those beams are from his hands and completely destroys a Ferris wheel. Like, it just completely just makes it go um, disintegrate. So yeah. while that's happening, uh, by where he had thrown Blackheart, um, from the um, the trip, it causes the Ferris wheel to fall on top of Blackheart, and it literally we find out that it does nothing. Yeah, yeah. Daredevil senses that the 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 wreckage is precarious enough that if he gives it a little nudge or a little pull with his uh, with his billy club line, uh, it will fall down on him. And it do, like you said, it does nothing. He just basically blows it up and says, uh, uh, "It stunned him. He's moving slower." Maybe I can get in closer and take him out. And he gets in, hits him a few times and goes, nope, <laughs> that was a bad yeah. idea. <clears throat> I can sense his hand and the energy's building up. And just as he's about to hit, Spider-Man jumps in and kicks him in the, the head. Um, the, their dialogue to me, did not. it seemed like it was kind of old school. Yeah. Like, if that makes sense, like the banter between the two of them uh, seemed like it kind of came from a Silver Age comic book, just like the, you know, Spider-Man's like, ta-da, hiya, Dee Dee who's your ugly friend? And Daredevil's like, beats me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just seems like uh, it was a little bit kind of silly for the moment. I feel like that, like at this point, the banter between the two of them, although it's always great when it happens, mm-hmm. it kind of would take a back seat to what's actually going on. Well, I think what happens but, is that the, like, this is the, again, it's the, it's an instinctual thing and kind of, this is what he is. Uh, he's, you know, he's trying not to be these things, but it's who he is. And this is how he automatically responds. And it's who Spider-Man always is. Um, okay. So they, they're coming at and uh, at Blackheart together and they're working out, like they're trying to hit him with things. And Spider-Man drops a, a small little building, <laughs> a little hut <laughs> on Blackheart. And, and Daredevil says, I've already tried that. It doesn't work. And he says, now you tell me. And then the blast, uh, lashes out and Daredevil saves Spider-Man this time by holding up something to block the blast, the majority of the blast, but he gets hit, he gets a little bit dazed. Um, Spider-Man comes in and gives Blackheart a good punch. Um, and oh, yeah. Spider-Man's Great like, splash page. Yeah. Have you noticed in the last several <laughs> issues, Jamie, there's been a whole a lot bunch more of splash, splash pages. pages. Yeah, they're nice. It's been very nice, yeah. yeah. Um, and this fight's going on and more and more people are watching and that's when we realize that that Blackheart is actually getting weaker with more and more people watching and Daredevil senses a pause and he's and what happens is Blackheart plants the idea that Daredevil should electrocute Blackheart it's that thing of like convince them to kill you so that you can use their anger and their rage that uh, Mephesto mentioned and right. he's almost re- he's almost reached out to Daredevil to get him to do it and he says you know I'm going to I'm going to run and I'm going to electrocute. And that's when Spider-Man says, hang on, my spider sense is saying, absolutely do not do that. It's some kind of control that's going out. And Spider-Man stops Daredevil and he says, I'm saving you. Daredevil says, what are you doing? He says, I'm saving you from yourself. He acts like he wants you to kill him. Then we've got to keep trying to knock him out is the the response Daredevil has. And they're both going at him. They're both throwing great punches. There's like a a great, uh, it's like more than half the page uh, panel where both of them hit 
that in, hit Blackheart enough that his blasts missed them. But he feels himself getting weaker, Blackheart, and senses that too many people are seeing him in his true form. And that's when he says, I've got to get out of here. So, he, so Blackheart gets weaker when people see him and see him in his true aggressive? form. Yeah, see him in his true form. Okay. And then, um, you know, the crowd that's there will cheer and, and Spider-Man says, come on, let's go meet our adoring fans. And Daredevil seems a bit out of it. And he says, what's up with this guy? And what happens is Daredevil senses someone in the crowd and he's like, that guy has something familiar. I can't place it. I can't place it. And Mephisto's there and he just gives him just enough of a hint that he was there just until he can remember and then he vanishes and then he's like, oh, that's who it was. It was Mephisto. It was him. He was right there. And... Uh, then we have an amazing, the, the last page is just like The Hill, uh, which is called <laughs> Christ's Crown. I didn't realize that was the name of it. And it's just, again, it's one of those, like this is this could have been in a Swamp Thing comic and uh, yeah. more. And it's just like a, a horrible storm raging over this hilltop that's just covered in barbs and, and thorns and talking about how bad everything is there. <laughs> and that, that's, uh, that's the end of that little uh, cheery tale yeah. yeah and that actually wraps up what we're going to talk about yes. today right mm-hmm. it does indeed yeah yeah what uh what issues are we going to be covering next uh, podcast Jamie? well let me tell you what we're going to be covering while i cover up the fact that i'm bringing up that information by talking whilst i bring it up see the thing about podcasting is when i was a young man i uh, <laughs> Well, uh, one thing I can tell you, in addition <laughs> to some, in, in addition to some Daredevil comic books, we're also yes. going to be re, uh, covering Wolverine issue seventeen. We are, yes, Wolverine which issue is, which 17. is a fun one. I, yeah. I love it whenever Daredevil and Wolverine are together. This will mark, I think, it's their fourth time being together. Yeah, yeah, they've kind of bounced around a little bit with each other. He's, yeah. I think, he's like the only X Men that he's had a lot of contact with. I was trying to think yeah. the other day about which X Men. Uh, Daredevil would get on with because you know he, he's very pro mutant rights, but he doesn't interact with a lot of them. We're going to be covering four seven one through four seven six. I'm trying to find some information about that. Would be two seven one two seven one. Sorry, yes, yes two seven. Thank God you're here. Two seventy one through two seventy six and Wolverine issue seventeen and Wolverine issue seventeen two seventy one to two seventy six. I'm just bringing up some covers now. Two seventy one to two seventy six. Uh, is uh, we get into oh yeah we get into the Ultron stuff that's kind of cool is it the Acts of Vengeance I think it's the Acts of Vengeance crossover we meet a bunch of new characters Um, it's more of uh, Daredevil uh, wandering and finding himself his purgatory stage Um, yeah it's going to be great you're going to love it Uh, I already love it and I haven't even started reading them yet but I've read them before (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, well, well, thanks again for listening, everybody. Uh, we, we appreciate you guys. Yeah. And, uh, ho- hopefully everybody is staying safe and uh, stay safe. Wash enough, your hands. Has enough food to eat and they're washing their hands and everything. Six and, feet uh, from uh, things. Remember, uh, you know, be vigilant, be pure, be vigilant, behave. Um, wash those mitts is the main thing. And uh, look after each other and be safe and enjoy. And, you know, not enjoy, but but find things that help you through these times and make you happy. Hopefully this podcast does a little bit of that for some of you. Yes. Very well said. Uh, thanks again. Um, I'm Joshua. I'm Jamie. And we, we just, just did, did daredevil. daredevil. <laughs> I like it with the lag. <laughs>